Clive Owen was not in a movie called Five. Welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where you get to hear the end of weird tangents and the beginning of so many more. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. Do you? But all that shit goes out the window, because it's my birthday pick. Wait a minute. It's birthday. I wasn't wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Hold on. We, no. No, I wasn't ready. And he picked a movie that won an Oscar. Wait, again? And what? had 133 wins and 172 other nominations. What did it win an Oscar for? Oh, I don't know. I'll look. Probably, probably, um, I would guess, uh... Was it Chris... Was it Chris... Did Christoph Waltz win a best actor? Costume design? Supporting actor. Supporting actor. (laughs) Who did they consider the lead in this? Yeah. I don't know that this movie had a lead. The lead would be, um, Brad Pitt. He's not in it enough to be the lead. It was nominated for Best Picture of the Year, Best Achievement in Directing, Uh uh, Best Writing, Original Screenplay, Best Uh Achievement in Cinematography, Best Achievement in Film Editing, uh, Best Achievement in Sound Mixing. I don't think so. And Best Achievement in Sound Editing. What movie do you think should have won Sound Mixing? I don't know. (laughs) But but those are all the Oscars it was <laughs> Let me tell you, I only notice bad sound mixing and bad sound editing when it, like, I only notice bad. I don't ever notice yeah. good. I don't know shit about So I don't know what makes it a good sound editing. It means his buddy who did the sound mixing gets nominated for an Oscar. It's dumb. It's a dumb Oscar. It's well, no. Dumb. It's not a dumb Oscar. Well, all Oscars are stupid. Well, all of them are kind of bullshit, but... You Can you know. imagine they did it for your job? Be like, hey, you know what? We're going to have the best, whatever. They do that The best jazz trianglist, and you get an award for it, and I give a speech and thank everybody because I was the best jazz trianglist. They That's do that. That's fucking stupid. They do that in my job. There's a H2 of the month, and there's a store of the month, and there's best in the district, best in the territory, best in the company. They do that at my job. They don't do that at my job. But the only people who know about that are the people who are at my job. And we don't care unless you win. I say that because I've never won. We do. I would say the same thing. Cool. We only care if we win. I once won an award and it came with a cash prize. Because then we get Best stuff. Best award ever. It came with a statue and a cash a prize. Like, cash year. prize, nice. Mm-hmm. But it's <laughs> by Wait, is it worth category <laughs> that you We'll have teach. my name on it. With everything. Like, yeah, that's great. Just come with is, cash. It's nominated by, like, the votes are from other teachers. I work in a school where I'm the only class that does what I do. So you win every so, time? No, no, it's <laughs> for the whole company. Everybody that teaches the kind of classroom I have in the whole company. So the in teachers the, like, you work with are going to nominate operated, You only ever nominate other people that you know and vote for other people <laughs> you know. So she doesn't know any of her coworkers really and they don't... No, I don't think so. I don't understand how you win unless you work at like a center where every class is like Whenever there's an award, I'll say the same thing. Does it come with a cash prize? No, then it's not if you win, if you win like one of the when you're like, oh, I won this Oscar, whatever, you, do you get it. money on your store statue. For like Either pretentious asshole who wants like to put that, that out. <laughs> yeah. Like all my jujitsu medals, you know they are in the closet. You know why? I don't give a shit. Don't Associate appreciation <laughs> months. I told someone that jujitsu medals are souvenir, are trip souvenirs, and the better your trip goes, the better your souvenir is. I don't know. I don't. There's no. It's intrinsically worthless. So I can leave them in the closet. I'm sorry, it's hot. It's also a very hard mug to drink out of. I didn't tell her that when I gave her the Grinch mug. I just thought it would be funny. 
Well, what, anyway, what movie did you pick? Inglorious Bastards. Oh, hey. 2009. 2009. Yeah. I wonder That's if anybody figured it out while we were talking. No. <laughs> you were like, did I start this in the middle? With Hugo Stiglitz. Hugo Stiglitz. I mean, we did bring up some people. They might have figured it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Rotten Tomatoes gives us a critical score of 89%. Certified <laughs> fresh. An audience score of 88%. Uh-huh. Really? Only one person in the audience didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it I was know. Elaine. It was Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> Metacritic gives it a 69%. Haha, ha, 69. Yeah. The uh, budget was $70 million, Wow. And it made $321 million. So it made a couple shekels. Made a couple bucks. It was written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Welcome back to the podcast, True Romance. He did Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, and Reservoir Dogs. Name a few. You know, he's got... Well, he's not... He's involved, but he's not directing. Django and um, Zorro. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that sounds terrible. And they wanted him to direct, and he's only doing 10 films, and then that's not going to be his 10 yeah, film. Yeah, no, no. But he's going to be involved. Well, that's cool. And I was like, you know what? Oh. If Antonio Banderas plays Zorro, I'm in. <laughs> I don't need to see those two people together. And he did not direct, but was involved in another movie we did, right? True Romance. True Romance. He wrote this. He wrote that, but he didn't direct it. He wasn't in that... From Dust um, Till Dawn. Yeah. He didn't direct. He was no, in no, no. that. He, he was in did that. not direct, but he, he was acted. involved in it. He yeah. was an yeah. actor. Yeah, I'm sure he did some script. He was also in the Golden Girls. I know. <laughs> it was an Elvis. <laughs> um, starring Brad Pitt. Uh-huh. I starring. believe this is our sixth time with Brad Pitt. Interview with the Vampire, California, uh-huh. Ocean's Eleven, True Romance, The Mexican, and Troy. Uh-huh. I don't think we missed any. Wow. I think he's at, like, it's funny because <laughs> he's one of the big-name actors that's on our podcast a lot. Because there's actors we just haven't gotten to do because they do good movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this is an Harrison Ford. Yeah. This but is an actor who's Tom been Hanks. a lot in a lot of really good movies. But and a couple of his have been birthday picks. That's true. But not all of them. <laughs> but when you think about, like, big-name actors, there's some big-name actors that we just can't get in because all their movies do really well. But Brad like Pitt. Like that guy from Elf. Well, we did Elf. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we got I was thinking Will Ferrell. We've done Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> and then I was nah. like, no, that's not good. Not Will Ferrell. The guy. From Elf. The guy. <laughs> You know, the that guy. guy. The guy who's known for Elf. Okay. Yes. We also have Melanie Laurent, I uh-huh. think is her last name. Welcome she back was to in the podcast. Six Underground. I liked her better than that. And she was also in. Uh, she Catch was also in the movie I did that they hated um, with the spiders. Yes. Oh, uh, Enemy. Enemy. It was now you see mm. I was thinking Imposter. Uh, but <laughs> God, that movie was so weird. Why was there spiders? Did he have some kind of spider fetish? Oh my God. If you want to watch the weirdest thing we've ever watched, I don't mean the worst thing. <laughs> I mean the weirdest thing. Watch Enemy. That's that the was a weird, weird fucking It was movie. the weirdest was thing. Weird. Like, you think about the host. <laughs> the perfect or host. The perfect host. That which was, was strange. Fucking. But, it wasn't as, but it wasn't as weird as Enemy. Oh, also, God. Christoph Waltz uh-huh. from Django and Spectre. Mm-hmm. Eli Roth from mm-hmm. Cabin Fever, Hostel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Fassbender, uh-huh. X Men, X Men. Basically, he was in Prometheus too. Welcome back to the podcast. Is Diane, he the one in the Jane Eyre adaptation? Diane Kruger. Welcome no, Michael Fassbender was in the movie uh, that we did with Gina Carano. Uh, um, Haywire. Haywire. He's she a welcome back to the podcast. Myself. <laughs> now she's looking at herself <laughs> because I can see me, so I'm looking at myself. Well, pretend you're John Cena. 
But I can you see me. You but she has to do the whole dance routine. It makes me uncomfortable to make eye contact with you the whole time, but it makes me comfortable to make eye contact with myself. You don't like to look at me. <laughs> she likes to look at her. I didn't say that. I said eye contact. It's uncomfortable. She's like, uh, what's her name? What's his name? And um, goddamn it, Christian Bale and uh, where he's a serial killer when he when he's always staring at himself in the mirror. Yeah, American Psycho. American Psycho. That's it. That's it. That's that it. So Derek Bateman. Diane Kruger, welcome back to the podcast. National mm-hmm. Treasure right. and Troy. Yep. Oh, yeah. She was Helen. She's and the most I, beautiful woman in the world. Is Hugo she? No, that's you, dear. Oh, thanks. Hugo Stiglitz, what's his name? Stiglitz. His real name? Yeah, you said oh. it earlier. I can't remember. Teague Schweiger, I that's think, is it. his real name. Welcome back to the podcast from, from King, King Arthur. Arthur, which Elaine loves. I think he was in something else that we did, too. We're gonna Eventually, I'm going to do um, Dr- Driven, and he's in that. He's really good in that with Sylvester Stallone, oh, who's got also like six movies on our podcast. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's, he's got the most. I, I think. think he might be at the top. I, yeah. I had a string where I did oh. nothing but Stallone movies. He was in the Three Musketeers movie I did with the blimps. Oh, no, and he wow. was in something else. He was in This Means War. Yes, he was. Wow, he's he like... Was. Oh, shit, he was. <laughs> he was the bad guy. Damn. Oh. Sorry, man. We, we thought you were in one. You were it's in Till. Four. He's been in like five. Your jacket's on the way, dude. dude. It's not Teague. It's Till. Till Schweiger. Till Schweiger. He's great. He is. He's really great. I love him. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, I like thank him as God. a friend. I mean, I like him. I don't love you, but I like you. I can love him and not be... It's not romantic love. Not. It's like joy. I don't, I don't love him, love him. It's like the joy of watching him work. He's great at his job, and I appreciate it to an immense degree of love. You love him, but you don't love him, love him. What did you think going in, John? Oh, I thought, glorious bastards, fucking cool ass. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Carly? I thought, well, I feel like I know this movie. I don't think I've ever watched it from beginning to end. Actually, I have a second thought. I wasn't I'm ready to go sure, now. I don't need to watch it. I had seen the whole thing. <laughs> Me neither. But. We need to watch it. So I'm good. <laughs> I always like walk in and Tony's already started or he just wants to watch this one part. I've seen every part of this movie. Have I? 100% don't know. And I've never watched it from beginning you to end. You want to know what's funny? <laughs> I was saying to John, I don't think I've ever watched this movie from beginning <laughs> to end. I know what this movie is. Yes. I've seen this movie multiple times, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it. Yeah. Well, we've we actually talked about this a couple of times in our writing group. I, 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 of course, love this movie. However, the critique I will give it is this movie is is less of a movie and more of a bunch of scenes. It's just a bunch of short like, films. It's just a, it's a bunch of scenes that they that kind of connect sometimes that mm-hmm. come together yeah. sort of at the end. Like so. everything does commingle at the end. Um, let's see what else. I got some reviews. Uh-huh. So. How hard is it to find a bad review? Oh, I got this one. This <laughs> oh, is from, no. this is from drink down. <laughs> The Bog of Eternal Stench. Oh. The Bog of Eternal Stench. Yes. In 2009. Utter shite. Wow. Shite? With well, well, it's, it's uh, actually the money symbol with an E on the end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, well, what a crap movie. I like Pulp Fiction, but Tarantino is nothing more than a pretentious penis head, and in my opinion, quite talentless. <laughs> I agree. Elaine, did you write this? I can't a believe pe- the majority... No, like these words, penis head. I would never call no. someone a penis head. I can't believe Douche the majority... Douche more my speed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe the majority of the movie consists of mind-numbing, pointless, extended dialogue, yawn. Brad Pitt was terrible, absolutely terrible. The whole story was laughable, and is Hitler supposed to be funny? He was made to look goofy, but I didn't laugh once at this stinking dog turd. Wow. Anyone who rates this crap as 
even good needs their head tested or needs to stop licking Tarantino's backside. Wow. Kill, Kill Bill 1 and 2 also sucked. Tarantino's Sings. only good movie was Pulp Fiction. That's I incorrect. hated Inglorious Bastards. Quentin Tarantino's only good movie is Reservoir Dogs. That's a great point. No, actually, let me rephrase. Quentin Tarantino's only great movie is Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> I, I disagree. Now, <laughs> Socrates 4. I also kind of like Jackie Brown. Or Socrates, Socrates 4. Um, ja- Jackie, Jackie Brown was not my favorite. It's underrated. It is probably, yeah. well, I think I, it's his most underrated film. I have like, a, a lot secret of movies theory are more celebrated, about, yeah. and low-key Jackie Brown's a great film. But not all those movies are great. I didn't like Hateful Eight. I have a it's secret theory about Quentin Tarantino. What's that? I think he's secretly one of the most racist people there is. Why do you say that? And he writes these movies so he can say all these horrible racist things, but he does it in a way that people applaud him for it. Like he's making fun of them and showing how terrible they are. But really, he's a terrible racist. And he just wants to he just wants permission to say these things. That doesn't make you not a racist. I, I, I don't think so. Um, it helps though. <laughs> it does. It does help. <laughs> Um, like there's I, no, no I don't reason. Think he's racist. I, I just think he's trying to. He's trying to. I think he. Well, talk. I know there's he no grew up reason with, to uh, black father figure, and around a lot of black people. And I think that I think that but I don't, he thinks that means he gets a pass on some of that stuff. And I've seen him in interviews with black dudes, and he'll be I like, "Hey, what's going on, everybody?" And they're like, "What's up?" And he goes, "Yo, dog," and he just starts getting all black. And they're like, "I don't know if you should." But I don't think it's specifically. I think he's just. Oblivious. I don't, I, but I don't think it's sort. He doesn't. It's not like I think he's specifically racist towards black people. I don't know. I think he's racist towards anyone who isn't white. Okay. I think he's that kind of racist. No, I think he's just oblivious to what's going on. Yes, no, he married a um, a uh, Middle Eastern woman. Doesn't matter. Said a kid, girl, kid with her. I saw. I'm right. just saying. I I have a Did secret theory about, Vegas. and yeah. I could be really wrong. Vegas, I don't That'd like. Be a fucking this cool is name. just my secret yeah. belief about. Right, cool. Because but he puts so much kid, stuff. Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega. He puts so much stuff in his movies that's unnecessary, and even now, when the shock culture is not... When my son was born. Why did I not push harder for Vic Vega? I mean, Vic I would never would have let you. Why not? No? Nope. That'd have been a mouthful. Nope. All the way through. It was like your hard stance against Earth Wayne. Earth Wayne? <laughs> that's a family joke in my family. Oh, in my okay. Family. I was like... <laughs> was like, no, she said that she's serious. Like, no. Second yeah. review. From so crazy. Same as the first. Much, much worse. Brilliant and fun. And Glorious Bastards is a very unique kind of war film. In hindsight, it's just the sort of thing you'd expect from Quentin Tarantino, but the plot is totally unpredictable. It's just a great ride. Come on, first time you saw this, you were like, holy shit, did that just happen? Because I did. I did not believe that just happened. I was like, yes. Holy fuck. Um, let's see. Did you expect this to be just a regular run of the mill? Uh, World War Two kind of flick, and it is not. I feel like this movie and his Once a Time in Hollywood are very similar. As alternate history, alternate. Well, so is Django. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, Jan- got, I think Django's into, something different. He's gotten into his alternate history phase. But like, they're and very different it. from like Kill Bill or Pulp Fiction, or. It's where really bad people get a really bad ending, yeah. <laughs> and like in this one, people don't spoilers don't seem to mind as much. But and like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you don't know who that is, be like, oh, I felt so bad for him. Yeah. Let me explain to you what happened in yeah, real life. Exactly. <laughs> Do you still feel bad? No. <laughs> like, this is Hitler. So, um, everybody knows Hitler. So, fun facts. Uh, Fastbender know. tried 
to become tried to get the part of Hans Lander, Hans Lander, Hans Lander, like six times. Landry. He tried his damnedest, damnedest, damnedest to get it, and he just could not. Tarantino just was like, "Look, man," and then he was all heartbroken about it. He goes, "But you can play hip, you know, Hillcox or what's his name?" Wilcox. He he didn't. He thought his German accent was fake. Yeah. And he's like, I was born in Germany. I'm German. I'm German. Uh, like, I don't believe your German accent. Well, this is how already right. The same with, uh, what's her name? You see, Benedict Kruger. The same with Diane Kruger. He's like, I don't think you can do a German accent. And she's like, I'm German. German. <laughs> Diane Kruger did not like Tarantino or have shocking. much to do with him. Uh, well, if you get told you have a shitty German accent and you're like, I'm well, from Germany. Well, actually, what she like, said he didn't was, because he's said, stupid. She he was she was like I want to try it for the part I'm German and he's like, well we we're not really looking for you blah 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 and she's like well I want I want to try out and he's like, well come on if you fly yourself and she said she had to fly herself out to California like a couple times to audition and it was like this big horrible thing it's a big long audition but eventually she got the part. But if you want the thing and we were talking about this at home. For both of those roles, you need an actor that speaks at least four yeah, languages, languages and sounds good doing yeah. all of them. You're really, the pool you're yeah. looking from is very small. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> is not pulling off. Yeah. But um, Simon Pegg was supposed to play, shit, who was he supposed to play? I think he was supposed to play Hillcox, but he decided not to do it. And then they gave it to Fassbender. Okay. Adam Sandler was in talks to play the Bear Jew. And Whoa, no, I would not have liked that. And then, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Brad Pitt was not going to do this movie at all because he could not stand Harvey Weinstein and technically this movie's from Harvey Weinstein's company and he was basically going to beat Harvey Weinstein's ass one night because he said some shit to Paltrow and he like, chased him down or something. He's like, I'm never fucking working with anything that has to do with you again. And then Tarantino's like, look, man, <laughs> you know. And apparently <clears throat> they drank four bottles of rosé and he, he uh, convinced them to do it. So I guess he was right, though. Because in the end, (laughs) money trumps morals. Yeah. I don't think Brad Pitt needs the money. But he did the money. I don't don't think it was a money thing. It doesn't matter. He should never have done it. He He should have stood his ground on that. Whether he... Well, he really loved this part, too, he said. It's a good part. So... We get the old school credits where they tell everybody, you know, all the people in the beginning and all the people at the end, so you have to sit through that. Tarantino does that all the time. Um, I don't mind that. I don't know. Sometimes I, I kind of just want to get to the, the I like the nostalgia of that. I don't, it doesn't bother me when they do those credits beforehand. I'm not even, I'm looking at your dog. <laughs> and then uh, we get chapter one, Once Upon a Time in Nazi-Occupied France, 1941. And we meet Perrier Lapette, Lapite, Lapette, I can't know. Monsieur Monsieur Lapite. Is it Pierre? Monsieur Lapite. He's a A dairy farmer. Yep, he's uh, a farmer outside his home chopping down what looks like the remains of a tree. No, he's cutting down the middle of a log. It looks like he is just hacking at the stump. Yeah. (laughs) His daughter's hanging up clothes on a line to dry, and they hear cars approach in the distance. She calls out to... What did you say his name was? Perrier? Lapite. It's not Lapite. water. Yeah. His name is Pierre. <laughs> Aquafina. What's he doing? No. Well, her Aquafina is getting Lapite. canceled because they say she acts too black. Yeah. Well, you know. I was like, huh. Okay. Um, he tells them to, his daughters to go inside. He's drenched in sweat. He cleans up a little bit. Uh, he sees his German military vehicles. Basically Nazis pulling up on him. Pulls out a handkerchief and smells it and then wipes himself down. 
very least by Beethoven plays, has like a spaghetti western thing dangling with it, uh, plays in the background, and he looks defeated because he knows why they're here. German officer approaches and greets him with a smile and a handshake. Colonel SS Hans Landa. The head inside. I could uh, imagine anybody but him playing this role. Yeah. The head inside and uh, Landa greets each of his daughter, kisses their hands, and compliments their beauty. Each one more lovely. One of them is James Bond's wife. Yep. Uh, Lapete tells one of his daughters to grab Hans a drink. He asks if he could have some of their milk because they're milk farmers. He downs it and compliments its deliciousness. Hans asks if they may speak privately so the daughters go outside. He explains that French is not his best language. He's getting to the end of it, so is it okay if they switch over to English? And uh, he's everything he says is complimentary, and by permission, he allows him to think that he has all the power. <laughs> he asks... If he knows, um, he asks Lapetite if he knows who he is, and he does. Just call him the milkman. Yeah. <laughs> he knows Hans has been tasked by Hitler to exhaustively search and locate any and all of the Jews still hiding in these areas. Hans pulls out a large leather-bound book, asks him about the Jewish family that lived close by. The yeah. It's like there were four, three have been accounted for, here's one... Can you tell me the names of the people in this family? Can you tell me their ages? And he says his Germans has searched his house six months ago, so he's not understands what's going on. And he says, well, I'm aware, but, you know, now that I'm running the things, we have to do a little bit of duplication. Um, just a formality. He goes to say that, you know, if you answer his questions, then uh, he can close the file on this family and we won't be bothered anymore. He agrees. Uh, he makes him go into detail about the missing Jewish family, you know, who they are, what's their names, their ages, approximately. Um, but then the camera pans beneath them, and uh, in the, under the floorboards, we see wide-eyed, terrified family holding their mouths, hiding. Mm -hmm. Hans says, okay, well, that's that then. But before I go, can I have some more milk? And he says, of course. We get some, we some milk. delicious milk. Hans explains that why he's so good at his job is because most Germans can only think of where think a like German Think like hide. a German. But he can think like a Jew, therefore he can find the Jewish people. Like how he's like, uh, he explains that Germans are like hawks, yeah. but the Jews are like rats. Yeah. If a rat was to scurry in here, he'd be met with hostility, wouldn't you agree? And he has a line that always haunts me a little bit. He says, I'm aware, he goes, I can find them because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dig dignity. Ooh. I mean, he's not wrong. No. Hans whips out his, a giant Sherlock Holmes pipe. And explains that... Because uh, Monsieur Petit is smoking and goes, me, I smoke my pipe as well. Yeah. And then he pulls out this <laughs> comical fucking pipe. pipe. And he's yeah. got a giant... Um, he says, look, he's got to have his men come in and search the house. And so if there's any Jewish people hiding here, they will be found. But if you tell me right now anything that makes that not have to happen, then you won't be punished, you'll be rewarded. And nothing bad will happen to you or your daughters and will never bother you again. And Mr. Le Petit holds it for as long as he can, but then he breaks and tear rolls down his cheek and he nods and points to the hiding spot. Well, he says, you are harboring this family, aren't you? And he's like, yes. Yeah. They're hiding in your floorboards, are they not? Yeah. Yes. Like, he knew. It's yeah. just, are you going to tell me? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, point out whether there are any points. Mm -hmm. And here's a question. Do you think that the Nazis left and did not bother them? I think so. 
I think so too. I do too. And he's, really, he seems, seems like, like a, a man uh, of his word. Yeah, because yeah. he's gotten everything he wants out of. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a fuck about this Nazi mm-hmm. shit. He's like, I'm here to do this job. I get to go home and tell everybody what a big hero he is. And I found a family that nobody could find. He gets to I'm super the smart. The yeah. So there you go. Um, Hans is delighted, brings his men in, and they blast the floor to roots. One young girl, Shoshana, Shoshana Dreyfus, crawls out and runs away. Hans gets out his uh, Walter P thirty eight. Megatron, and uh, aims at her. He's <laughs> like, he's got fire. a Megatron. <laughs> but does not fire. She runs. She runs away, bawling her eyes out. Does he ever find out that she's the one that burned down the theater? Yeah, there when, are theories. at the end when she comes to the front and she says, well, he's not, But he's already gone. This is the Jew has killed you. There, Some people think he knew it was her the Because he gave her the milk? Scene. Yes. I think so, yeah. That, that was a... But he already had a plan, and, fun, mm-hmm. and if he tells killing her, her would have ruined it. Theater. Yeah. Chapter I two. wondered about that, too. Inglorious Bastards. That was ever confirmed or denied. We meet Lieutenant Aldo Rain. Pitt. He's got, he got some Indian in him. He's a southernish, no-nonsense man. The smoking... T- he's, or he's from he's Tennessee. He's from the fucking Rocky Mountains. Yeah, with a curious rope burn scar around his throat. He's from the Smoky Mountains. Smoky Mountains. Not the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> He's looking for eight. He did not come down from the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> he did, was it nice to a, a Nazi? He says humane. Oh, Tony brought the script, by the way, <laughs> listener, so he's he looking, could read parts. Well, you're gonna love this part. Go ahead and read this for us. No. He's, looking, read he's looking for eight Jewish American soldiers. He's putting it. together a team for a guerrilla army to infiltrate for one purpose: killing Nazis. Nazis. Killing Nazis. Members of the National Socialist Party have conquered Europe through murder, torture, intimidation, and terror. <laughs> that's exactly what we're going to do to them. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I sure as hell didn't come down from the goddamn Smoky Mountains, cross 5,000 miles of water, fly my ass halfway through Sicily, jump out of a fucking aeroplane to teach Nazis lessons in humanity. Nazis ain't got no humanity. They're the foot soldiers of a Jew-hating, mass-murdering man. Mass maniac, and they need to be destroyed. Destroyed. That's why every son of a bitch we find find wearing a Nazi uniform, they're gonna die. They're gonna die. Thanks for highlighting that for me. (laughs) But they said we watched an interview with Tarantino and Brad Pitt, and they did the they went to the premiere in Germany. (laughs) They were like that must have been fucking. They were like the most awkward part was when in in part of that speech he doesn't say he says German a couple times not Nazis like and the the German German will fear fear us. German will. And then he said we're sitting in the theater like how's this gonna go down? (laughs) You see Brad Pitt doing something like this? He just crashed the chair. Um, so, uh, the movie, in the movie, all of the, all of the bastards, the the actual Inglorious Bastards are all screenwriters from movies and stuff that Tarantino knows. Obviously not. Mm -hmm. Bear Jew. Not Bear Jew. Well, actually he is a screenwriter. He's Eli Roth. But, uh. Yeah, he is a very famous screenwriter. uh, And B.J. Novak, we know, is uh, is a screenwriter. He wrote The Office. Helped write The Office. (laughs) But, uh, not, I don't think Till Schweiger's a writer. But he might, but the rest of them are. So we cut to Hitler, furious over, nine, 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 nine. over the fear the bastards are inflicting, especially the one they call the Bear Jew. Who is Donnie Donowitz. Welcome back to the podcast, the Donowitz family, who we all remember from True Romance. No, this is the grandfather of the one Lee Donowitz. Did coming home in a body bag. Okay. <laughs> he was buying the cocaine. <laughs> Even the Fuhrer is taken back at how they can, the bastards can just appear and disappear like ghosts. 
He wants that golem. Them, he wants them caught. He wants them to hang them naked by the, from the Eiffel Tower and then throw their bodies in the sewers for the rats to eat. Hitler makes a demand upon his shoulders that no one will ever speak the name the Bear Jew or anything about him ever again. Then, yes, there's, then there's a private that wants to speak to Hitler. With Adolf, the private boons. <laughs> Adolf is uh, interrupted and isn't interested at first until he hears he's one of the few members that survived the raid done by the Inglorious Bastards. So he comes in, explains that after the men were killed, the bastards scalped their dead bodies. They show a quick thing of it, and that's actually Quentin Tarantino's the first one they scalped. Um, nice. And they collect their weapons and boots. The bastards have three prisoners, one being a sergeant. He's brought before Reigns. Aldo says, look, you know, we know the sergeant, yeah. We know there's more traps and probably snipers out there. We need to know where they are. You speak English. The sergeant's uh, amused, but there's no way he can give up the soldier's positions. Yeah, but I have a sauerkraut sandwich again. Take your weirdness to put it on the share map. <laughs> Show us how many people are at this party, what they're bringing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, will, I respectfully decline. Yeah. He's like... Outstanding. <laughs> he points out a few. He points out a few of his men. He says, "That's this guy. That's that guy." And he goes, "And that's Hugo Stiglitz. You ever heard of him?" And every man in the German army has heard of Hugo Stiglitz. They all laugh. <laughs> we find out that Hugo was a German soldier who has who killed thirteen Gestapo officers in horrific ways. He was sent en route to be executed by uh, Hitler's men himself, but on the way, the bastards. Sorry. Broke him out. So he's in prison smoking a cigarette, and the bastards just murder all the guards, and he just doesn't even phase by it. And then Aldo comes up and goes, I hear you're pretty good at killing Nazis. Yeah. But you're strictly amateur. We're here to see if you'd like to go pro. Mm -hmm. So he's. So my favorite line is going to be from Brad Pitt, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of really good quality lines. So Aldo says, Look, you know, we need to tell us where the soldiers are or the bear juice coming. And he says, Fuck you and your Jew dogs. So then Sergeant, the Sergeant Donnie Donowitz uh, comes from the from the dark tunnel, pounding his bat the whole way. That is so long. Hold on. You didn't do the part where he's like, you've heard of the Bear Jew? goes, yes. He beats him with a club. He bashes the brains in <laughs> with a baseball bat. That's what he does. <laughs> um, he goes, hey... He goes, Donnie, there's a German soldier out here who wants to die for his country. Oblige him. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes over to eat a sandwich. Yeah. Well, he does say when the guy's like, I'm not going to do it. He's like, excellent. We love watching Donnie work. He goes, we don't get a lot of movies out here. So watching Donnie beat Jews to death with a bat. Beat Nazis to, to death, not Jews. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, beat Nazis no, to death. Don't get those confused. Beat Nazis to get the death of the bat is the only um, entertainment we get. Another another cool, I'm not going to do this a lot, don't worry. But there's another yeah, cool. For every five minutes. Yeah, another, <laughs> another cool tidbit from the script is Donowitz found out he was going over to Germany to fight and do all this shit. And he lived in, I want to say Massachusetts, but it might have been New York. And he went around to all of the Jewish people that lived in the area and had them sign his bat. So then he could take it and over. They didn't He's put like, that in the movie, but you can me. tell the bat is signed by yeah. people. You just you can don't come know who You can are. come with me and we'll beat Nazis to death together. Can so you imagine getting that call? Like, yeah, so you're going to join the, uh, we're drafting. You're going to be in the special unit where you're going to go kill a bunch of Nazis. And he's like, well, I'm going to Can I bring my bat? bat? <laughs> yes. We don't care. I'm in. <laughs> yep. But anyway, the uh, bear Jew walks up to him and points at one of his medals. He goes, what'd you get that for? Killing Jews? Bravery. <laughs> oh, and he okay. beats the man's fucking death. <laughs> I want to say it's Massachusetts because he has a yeah, Boston he, accent. He tries to have one, yeah. He went yacht on that one. Yeah. Definitely Boston. So there's two more soldiers. Um, 
He points you, yo! And he, he says, he gets the run. The one guy goes, I'd be shitting my pants if I was you right about now. <laughs> and he goes, you, come. And then the guy says, fuck that, and tries to run. He gets shot in the back immediately. God and damn it, with the, the horse wits. Yeah. <laughs> the remaining prisoners brought before Aldo. Bring him over here, alive. <laughs> and instantly points out the German position. <laughs> starts laughing. Right there, right Tells there. him the numbers, the weapons, everything he wants to know. Aldo explains, look, if we let you go and you tell your supervisors that you told us all this mission mm-hmm. briefing stuff, they're going to shoot you. They're going to kill you. So we're going to let you live. You but. just go make sure you tell everyone about us. And then we cut to Hitler. He's furious. He's like, you don't tell anyone about this. And he goes, but then he pauses and goes, did uh, they mark you like they marked the others? And he nods and pulls his hat off. And we see the swastika scar in the middle of his forehead. That's fucking hardcore, man. Mm-hmm. You carved a swastika in homie's face. That's pretty rough. I mean, he, he's a Nazi, so yeah. it's only so much sympathy you can have for the guy. But yeah. all these low-level Nazis, they didn't have any choice. They got told, yeah. you're going to go be a German soldier. A lot of them got drafted, mm-hmm. just like people in our country. Just like if you're told tomorrow, hey, guess what? You're, you're fighting for the, the U.S. Army. You're like, yeah. I don't know that I want to. You'd be like, I don't care what's All those country. Vietnam vets yeah. who didn't want to go. <laughs> so to be fair, most of these Germans, that were, didn't only the upper command really had those ideals. Most of these guys didn't want to be there, didn't believe what they were doing. Elaine had something to say. I was looking up uh, Quentin Tarantino's wife. Mm-hmm. Her name is Danella Pick, and she's Israeli. Yeah, Israeli. That's what it was. Uh, she, he was born in 63. Okay. She was born 2005. in 83. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still, still not as bad as Nicolas Cage. No. He's on wife number six and is... Not as bad. 35 years? Not as bad as my dad. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, just 35? I don't know. She's like 20-something. And he's but my like dad is handsome 60. and Quentin Tarantino looks like an old sock. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode. I don't care if he does. You look like an old sock. Damn. You already call them racist. I think the old sock thing, I think he, just, is he would give you a pass on that one. All right, so chapter three, German Night in Paris, <laughs> 19, 1944, June. We catch up with Shoshana. She is changing letters on her... She's now Emmanuel. Movie theater marquee. And it says this is four years after her family slaughter. She's like 22. German soldier walks up and strikes a conversation about directors with her. She blows him off, but he continues. He asks her uh, to, you know, what's her name? And she goes, oh, I can show you my papers. And he introduces himself as Frederick Zoller and then leaves. The next day, Shoshana is sipping wine and smoking and reading a book in a cafe. Zoller walks by, spots her, and rushes in. She sighs. He tries to be pleasant, but she blows him off again. She doesn't want anything to do with him. This time, politely, but is very straightforward about it. And he says, I'm more than a uniform, you know. And she says, not to me. And suddenly, a high-ranking German soldier rushes in. Uh, Zoller Zoller stands at attention, but the man calms him down and shakes his hand and uh, Shoshana's like okay so who, who are you then and uh, then another you. soldier runs in shakes his hand and this this one wants an autograph and so does his wife she says you're so you're a war hero what did you do he says well I was stuck in a bell tower with a thousand rounds and she goes oh shit how many did you kill he says 68 the first day 150 the second day and 32 the last day so out of 300 enemy, he shot 250 with a sniper rifle. She Which says, is impressive. She says, well, maybe they'll make a movie about you. And he goes, yeah, that's what uh, 
Gobble said. Gurbles. Gurbles. And then he did and asked me to play myself in it. And she says, well, good luck with your movie. And then storms away. <laughs> You're also a Zemo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then she's later, she's switching the uh, letters on the marquee again. But this time a car pulls up with two German soldiers and they take her away. We switch to a luncheon. Uh, Joseph Goebbels is there. He's Hitler's number two guy. He's talking a bunch of racist the shit. The head of propaganda. Yeah. Who has a French... Interpreters. Uh, interpreters. Who, I like that who they... Who looks like them. he rapes. Do they? She was not having fun. Well. Did they actually call him the Minister of Propaganda? Because, Probably. Because that's a... Ne- that's <laughs> a negative connotation now. Did it in 1944. No. Propaganda but, was... Yes, but... Back then. Well, there's always been propaganda... But I, I like that they call him that, and I was curious if that was an actual title, because we really should have one of those, because <laughs> I know we have one of those, but I'd just like to know who it is. Um, Isn't that what, uh, what's her name, the press secretary? Zaki? James Maybe. Zaki? She's our mm-hmm. minister of propaganda? Mm-hmm. Could be. And they're putting out Phil, like they're, you know, yeah, they have all these films. movies and stuff that, that he's in charge of as well. Our country puts out films they uh, call it the news <laughs> no they put out films that they're called movies that they do that as well yes they look do. at the movies that came out in the 80s tell me those were not propaganda films i know look when, at the movies come Rocky on out communism. now uh-huh there's whatever the narrative of the you know the overlords want to push mm-hmm. that's what we get yes. like, like right now it's the message china's good cops are bad that's the message there's more to it but that's yeah. i've summed it up i sum up it's too much to explain. Let me sum up. So Shauna is ushered in by Major Dieter Hellstrom. That's his name? Hellstrom? Yes. Hellstrom. Or Hellstrom. Hellstrom. It'd be cool if it was Hellstrom. It's pretty scary either way. Um, he introduces everyone around. Um, and then Shoshana and the interpreter share a look like, you're fucking this dude. And then they show a scene of that. Yeah. <laughs> Hellst- it not look pleasant. Hellstrom pours her some champagne. Gobbles says um, he comes to lunch. Keep with some gobbles. 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 I don't know. Pronounce it wrong. Fuck him. Gobbles, he's a Nazi. Gobbles. He's also dead. Um, Fuck him. He's a Nazi. He was a shitty Nazi too. Well, he went back and he's and to the Great Nazi. Wheel and will now be serving a shittier life. Who knows? He gets the um, what's that thing that Schwarzenegger had to push him coming in? The wheel of wheel pain. Wheel of pain. But he says, "I come to see. I come to have lunch with my uh, star Zoller." And all he can talk about is you and your cinema the whole time. So Gobbles interpreter explains that they want to premiere this film, Nation's Pride, at her cinema. Uh, Gobble asks about like the size of the place. He doesn't care about how small it is. Um, well, he thinks it's really small, but then Holler or whatever his name is like, it's like, hey, but smaller is better because you're not going to be trying to fill seats. People are going to be fighting over seats. Because like you were going to invite a German bunch of French only. people, but now you can have Germans for a German night and German pride or Nazi pride. And then Nazi. he's like, how many balconies do you have? Two. Well, more would be better. Well, that's, I mean. <laughs> I, I love the look she gives like, all right. <laughs> she didn't know. Like, like I'm not going to bluff that to fucking buy one and build and brought her here. <laughs> But either way, he, he gets sold on the idea, but he's like, I want to watch a movie in your cinema first to make sure that it's, uh, it's presentable. You know, we're bringing the 
people, some people. So you're going to close it down tonight. Yeah, close it down and let me watch a movie. He goes, what uh, British or German German films do you have? And before she can answer, he goes, oh, hey, Hans Landa or whatever. And he fucking appears next to her and they play this death metal music and you can see she just tenses up. That would pucker up my butthole. Yeah. Didn't you say in the script she peed a little? In the script she peed a little. (laughs) It's a pucker factor of 100. (laughs) Out of 100. That's as bad as it's going to get. Yeah. Uh, Goebbels has to roll, so everyone kind of stands and says goodbye, and then they leave. But Hans Landis says, look, since he's the head of security now, he wants to question Shoshana. Zoller isn't cool with this. But and he's like, why do you need to ask her questions? And he's like, uh, is it me or is a private questioning a colonel? And he's like, no. Or am I being too sensitive? <laughs> he's like, no, sir. He goes, but you have a reputation. And he's like, well, look, I'm, this is what's going down. So... He sits and orders strudel for both of them, and he also orders an espresso. And here he orders her a milk, and you think, oh. A glass of milk. Why would you order her a glass of milk? He questions her about the theater, how she got it, and um, he says uh, she can calm down because she looks very upset. Mm-hmm. He's like, you can calm down. This is just a formality. She's like, nope, you, you shot my parents in the face. But he forgot to order the cream, so he does that and then offers her a cigarette. The German. Yeah. Sasan explains that her family died, and her aunt and her uncle, and left it to her. Um, then they try the strudel, the strudel. She likes it. And he says, uh, I understand you have a black man that works there as a projectionist. And she says, yes. Uh, well, is he's he, the is best. He's good. He, and um, she, she goes, yeah, he's the best. And he goes, well, that's all great, but you're going to be doing the projection duties. So this guy's the best, and he's like, that's nice. I want you to do it. Yeah. Because um, we can't have a black this, person, a black person yeah. in charge of this. But he's the best. Why don't you not want him to do it? Because, because if, the race matters yeah. more to them than the talent. Yeah. Mm. And then he goes, he pauses, he goes, you know, there's something else I need to ask you. Race matters more than the talent. Sh- to them. Yeah, I was, I, I didn't, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Shoshana tenses up and he goes, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. And then he disappears. See, and I think, you know she what, now that you down. think about it, it was probably so I had to shoot your entire family. You're living under uh, some boards. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so later, Goebbels watches the movie and is satisfied uh, with the theater. After that, they leave. Uh, Shoshana talks with her friend, uh, Marcel. Her lover. Her lover. I do believe they're boning. Mm-hmm. And she says... Like, look at the, when he goes to commit yes, suicide. Yes, they're boning. There's love. They're they're in love. They would probably be married if they weren't in Nazi-occupied France. She says that when the Nazis all pile in to see the film, she's going to burn the whole place to the ground. The uh, film she has nitrate films. They burn three times faster than paper. Is this when we get the Sam Jackson voiceover? Sam Jackson voiceover, and she has over three hundred and fifty films. You couldn't even bring uh, silver nitrate film on on a train. Yeah, and uh, she's but she's got going to record a special message for them and splice it into the film. He's like, do you know anybody who could process 35 millimeter film? Yeah. Well, we'll torture him. Yeah. Uh, chapter 4, Operation Kino. We meet Lieutenant Archie Hillcox, or Hickox, sorry. And that's Fastbender. He's led to a meeting room inside is General Ed Finch, Mike Myers. Who has, like, the smallest cameo? <laughs> it's weird. Hickox. Like, he must have been hanging out one day and yeah. him and Tarantino got coffee. It's like, hey, man, we in the movie? Sure. Cock pours them both a drink. Maybe he wanted to be in a movie about killing Hitler. Yeah, I don't want to be in a movie about killing Hitler. Uh, he could have been the bear Jew. 
<laughs> Only if you did an Austin Powers accent. You did it yeah, fan, baby. Fan no, no, no. I like who we ended up with. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, Eli Roth would have been a better choice. Uh, way better than Adam Sandler. Yeah, I think Adam Sandler would have been more of a name, but I don't think he would have fit the role. Who knows? He would have turned into Happy it Gilmore. It I don't think so. He would have no. He would have taken me out of it. He yeah. can do a serious role, but you. It's it's like that Mulaney thing. You're like, is that Dean Cain? Yeah. You know, I'm like, is that Adam Sandler? Is that Adam Sandler? <laughs> I, I think he's like too he would, old. I think you would laugh at first. Because as soon as you walked out with the bat, you go, fuck, he's Adam not Sandler? Tim- yeah, he's not But then he beat somebody to death, and you're like, oh. I, <laughs> he wouldn't have been I, as intimidating as Eli Roth. I'm no, sorry. I think no, no, Adam look. Sandler is too old when this movie was made to play that part. Huh? Yeah, too. these guys are all young. Yeah. I mean, this movie like is Fast old. Bender, uh, like a couple of them look a little older, but most of them look like they're like 22 to 27. I mean, this came out in 09, but... Still, like well, they, they Sandler's forty most in 09, people, maybe. Most of the actors in it are like fans of Tarantino. Fassbender did a uh, at school did a play, and he redid Reservoir Dogs for the play. So mm-hmm. I was like, That's yeah, cool. Adam Sandler when was they, born in '66. Really he like would have been with Tarantino. Who did he play? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, yeah, he, he would have been in the '60s. Him, he'd be a great Mr. Pink. They did say in that interview that when he started writing it. Tarantino intended to play Aldo Rain, yeah. and, and yeah, everybody is glad that he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2000, though, Sandler so. was born in 66, and this came out in 09. He'd be 50. They, he's way too old for that character. Yeah, Tarantino uh, would not have been a good Aldo Rains. No. no. Tarantino is not a very good actor. Did you see him in Golden Girls? Uh, yes. <laughs> I believe he was Elvis. I thought he was Elvis. I thanked him for being a friend. <laughs> well, Fennec checks Hillcock's qualifications. He speaks German, and he's an ex-film critic. Uh, both are great assets for this mission. Elaine has said shields. Dogs cracking them off over there. What shall we drink to, sir? Something smells like something died. Down with Hitler, all the way down. Son. All the way down. They talk some more. And <laughs> I can't bring the shields down. They talk some more, and um, Hitchcock's goes all Tarantino on him and talks about all these movie directors and all these film people, blah, 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 blah. And this impresses the general and uh, Churchill that are the, that's there. So he's in. Fennec explains to who that Gobbles is... Uh, Gerbils. Gerbils is having a... <laughs> gobble it'd be gobbles. funnier if he called him Gerbils. Gerbils. Yeah, Gerbils is having an exclusive mi- movie premiere and most of the you German high the, the Gobbles is in attendance. It's going to be in attendance. So we'll have all of our rotten eggs in one basket, and then we get to blow up the basket. Hillcock says, and like the snows of yesteryear, gone from this earth. He says, you'll be dropped into France where you'll make contact with the bastards and a German movie star, Bridget von Hammersmark. He's like, and your contact. And he's like, how will I know the contact is? Oh, you'll know. (laughs) So we cut to Hickok's and with the bastards across the street from the rendezvous bar. Unfortunately, the bar's in a basement. Aldo is less enthused about fighting in a basement. You were fighting in a fucking basement. And like, we're not actually supposed to fight. Imagine you don't fight in a so fucking basement. we're just talking. Yeah. <laughs> Things and are... he was right. <laughs> you know what the biggest problem fighting in a basement is? You're in a fucking basement. <laughs> you don't gotta be Stonewall Jackson to know. But So things are tense. Hillcox looks around, spots Hugo Stiglitz alone in the bathroom sharpening his knife. He goes up to Stiglitz and says, look, if things get bad, I need you to remain calm. And he stops sharpening his life, looks at him and goes, don't I look calm? He's like, actually, you are calm, aren't you? <laughs> his knife has German uh, lettering on it that says, loyalty is my honor. 
And he stabs somebody in the fucking neck with it. Uh, Donowitz asks, who wanted to meet in this death trap bar? Hillcock says, well, Hammersmart did. He goes, oh, that's just great. And he says, look, she's not a spy. She's an actress and uh, not a military strategist. Strategist. She picked the bar because there wouldn't be any Germans in there. It would be all French people. Then we cut to the bar and it's all Germans. (laughs) No, not Germans. It's all Nazis. No, Nazis. Well... There's a difference. Yeah. Well, only well, at this point they're in France, and if there's a German person in France, he's most likely going to be a Nazi. Except for Bridget von Hammersmark. I said most likely. So they're playing a card game. I think it's called Heads Up. Yes. I've never played this before. It's fun. You never played this. I've never played it. Only fun when you're drunk. Okay. (laughs) I'll get drunk. It's a drinking game. Yes, it is fun when you're drunk because it's hard to. You ask stupid you questions. No. Yeah. Is he alive yeah, or dead? Yeah, the whole... Uh... He's dead. Okay, is it uh, Barack Obama? I said he's dead. He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> the somebody. whole licking the card and putting it on your forehead. Well, Can I... we have something sticky? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> if you buy the game Heads Up, which is an actual or game like you can bands. buy, there's headbands that you put yeah. the little cards in. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like a family game. Damn, too bad your birthday just passed. It'd be a great gift for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I can buy one off of it. Heads up is like cards against humanity. It's only fun if you're in the right group of people. If you're what all was that one game you got me what? that we played that was fun as shit. That pun game. Puns Jaws. against anarchy. Puns of anarchy. Puns of anarchy. That was a fun ass game too. We haven't we played to that play, ever since. We need to play that again. We well, it's in my it drawer. I know. I keep forgetting. We'll come over. Okay. <laughs> that was a fun ass game. We very rarely ever go to your place. We always come here. I don't know. What's that? You have to warn me so I can clean off the dining room table. That's right. <laughs> it is always happening. We have less shit on the dining room table. Because you never puzzles. invite us over. I invite you over all the time, but you're too busy. I never I get invited over last Friday. I was like, you and John come over. You're like, nah, we don't like you. I was like, uh, No, I hung out with Vic. You just... I didn't get that memo. <laughs> Every Friday, we're like, hey, what's, what's Tony doing? Well, Tony's going to. Well, know, John hang can out. go to jujitsu. I'll go hang out with you at your house. No, no you Friday? can't. Every Friday, sure. I'm not there. Y'all have no. fun. <laughs> we'll play Puns of Anarchy. Sweet. <laughs> and then Diffuse Bombs. <laughs> diffuse Apparently bombs. that's what I don't know, we didn't do did well. this past Friday was <laughs> Diffuse Bombs. You guys were the best, right? Yeah. Yes. So me and you, uh, I did one me bomb. Me and you blowing up I did time. one bomb almost instantly. I diffused it. I was one? the champion. No, we didn't get any. And sorry. then I just kept blowing up after that because I was trying harder people bombs. People that are listening to this. We have no idea. All right, so there's a game on Oculus where one person looks at a bomb and you try and defuse it and the only way you can defuse it by is talking to the other person who does not have an Oculus on. They're on a website and you know They're reading the bomb. diffusal instructions. And it's very complicated long. on purpose to make you fuck up but so apparently you explode. If you have a bomb just call Carly and Annie Lane they'll handle it for you. Me and John won't. No. We were terrible. <laughs> Carly and Elaine were a good team, though. Uh, me and, uh, I think it was Carly you read for me, right? When I finally got it right? I think so, yeah. Maybe it's just me then. I suck at it. Carly stands <laughs> calm under pressure. <laughs> well, she's not the one with the bomb in front of her. Elaine reads fast, and Carly stays calm under pressure. <laughs> so anyway, everybody writes a famous person on the card. They pass it to the left, whatever, stick it on their forehead, and then the person has to guess who's on their forehead. Who basically. they are. They ask questions to try to figure this out. Amber's Mark is played by Diane Kruger. Um, Hillcox, Stiglitz, and Wilhelm, I think, is the bastard's yes. name. They all arrive, and then Hammersmark sees them. She explains that Sergeant Wilhelm, the Nazi, is expecting a child. And no, he, his son no. was born today, five hours ago. Oh, yeah, that's and right. they're celebrating. Maximilian! They had the child, and he's they gave him the night off so they could all have a little party. 
Um, now the bastards are getting kind of cold feet and want to roll, but Hammerstorm explains that no, they have to stay, they have for, to stay for a little while. I've been waiting for you. It's gonna look weird if you just fucking run out. Yeah. And then they talk for a minute, and she goes, and actually, there's a there's big news that's changed with this plan, and it's and before she can tell him, drunk Wilhelm approaches and asks for the autograph of uh, Hammerschmark. She gives it to him, um, signs it, and then kisses it. But, and then it's like, okay, go on. But he keeps sticking around and rambling and rambling because he's drunk. And uh, eventually Hillcox asks him to leave so they can talk. But he doesn't get it. He stays and keeps bothering him, bothering him. Oh, he says, you sound weird. Yeah. And, then he, he says, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, there's three dudes here. Two of them are German and one of them is not. <laughs> How about one of the German guys talks? <laughs> like, it should have been Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah. Or even Well, Wilhelm. Hugo Stiglitz does yell at him at the end. Yeah, yeah he grabs him and is like, if you don't shut the fuck up and get out of here. Yeah. But Wilhelm could have stepped up. he looks over to you and you guys are all going to be held responsible for your friend. Yeah. And at that point, um, was it Major What's-His-Nuts? Uh, Hellstrom. Drinking from Das Boot. Yeah. Who, who, every time I see beer in a boot, I think of uh, Beer Fest. Yeah. And if you don't want to spill it, you have to turn the boot. Yep. Okay. I don't see myself ever drinking out of a shoe of any sort. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's not a real shoe. Maybe. It's a glass boot. I mean, in, in the back in the day, I think it was, but this is just a glass. It looks I like mean, a shoe. I've seen someone drink out of shoes. The shoe It's a wrestler. No, he's an MMA fighter. An MMA fighter who takes people from the audience's shoes. Yeah, he did it last Ew. night. He fought last night, and his gimmick is people want to, they take their shoe off, People are getting like expensive shoes, like fucking thousand dollar shoes, and he pours a beer in it and then drinks out of there, and then like you have this guy's beer spit all in your shoe. What if I have yeah, athlete's foot for anybody? Mm. No. What if I have an athlete's foot though? Well, this guy is not a very you know prominent fighter. I don't remember his name, but <laughs> he's everybody's but talking he, about him now. He got a throat he, infection because he's got. Well, he fought last night. He won because he's got a really cool gimmick. Okay. He's never going to be heavyweight champion. He's very one dimensional. Well, anyway, Diedrich Hellstrom comes over and says, look, you know, he does need to roll. But this is since this is an officer's table, I can sit down and hang out if that's okay. He's like, the game sounds really cool. And Hammer Smark's like, okay, fine. But he asks him, but he does he's like, you know, do sound weird. Where are you from? He does want to know from? where are you from. He explains. And the other guy tries to up. He's like, not you. And yeah. he, he like says the cities that they're He's from. like, not you, Lieutenant Frankfurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to Captain I don't know who. <laughs> Um, you ever been to Pittsburgh? Yeah, and Hammerschmark backs up his story. He basically says that he's from this one small place that they all speak like this, and it's from a movie. And, and they were in blah, a blah, Pabst blah. movie, and his brother yeah. was really handsome and got a close-up. Close up. And Hammerschmark says, that's true. They are from this little town, and his, and his brother is better looking than him. And it's a cute little story, and they all laugh, so the German guy goes along with it. Hellstrom. And he's like, you know what, but that game's really fun. And yeah. I really want to play, but I can't play with the, with the enlisted guy, so cool. let's play. And they, they, they he's, he does ask, why, you know, what are you guys doing here? And he's like, well, we're Hammersmarks, Marks, uh, escorts, dates, yeah. you know, entourage. To the premiere. And he's like, okay. So they play the game. Because he knows any any German in um, France. Worth knowing. He, he knows says, you know him? him? He says, you know every German here? And he goes, every German worth knowing? He's like, oh, well, I never said I was worth knowing. He's like, ha, 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 really, why the fuck are you here? Yeah, they do a little back and forth. but like, I'm here for the premiere. I'm her escort. Oh, like, yeah, she would get tickets to that, wouldn't she? He's yeah. like, okay, I'll buy that. <laughs> so What's with all the leather? They wear, like, these long leather trench coats. Yeah, and all the leather. That must have been really Well, expensive. actually, I think it was. It's probably fucking heavy. It was, what's his name? Fuck, I'm not going to remember this now. Uh, it was, was it Tommy Hilfiger? Some, one of the big designers. Carl Lagerfeld? 
Maybe. One of the big designers designed the German like military uniforms. That's why they look so stylish and stuff like that. And they got in a lot of shit later. But yeah. It wasn't Tommy Hilfiger because he's still alive. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who it was somebody like it that. Wasn't Ralph Lauren also still alive? Yeah. Uh, co- costume designer says Anna B. Shepard. No, 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 no I mean in real life. life. Oh. Maybe mm-hmm. um, like fucking Paolo Gucci or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do the game. Hammerschmark gets uh, the director Paps on her card. Diedrich gets um, King Kong. Uh, Wilhelm gets Bridget Helm, who I looked up as just a German actress. And Hickox got uh, Bridget Honey, which I don't know who that was. Um... Diedrich breaks it down, his guess is, is he from the jungle? Brought Hugo somewhere. Boss. Hugo Boss, there you go. Hugo Boss? <laughs> he joined the Nazi party, in, Nazi party in 1931. Like by choice or they force him? No, before Hitler came to power. It was two years before Hitler came to power, so he joined in 31. Wow. So he joined to be a socialist. Mm-hmm. And uh, he designed the... Okay. Hmm. But in the end, then he guesses that it's King Kong. He thinks it might be uh, the black experience in America, slavery, but it ends up being King Kong. Afterwards, he says, uh, Hickox says, that was fun, but, you know, we want some privacy. We haven't seen each other for a long time. And Diedrich says, okay, but first I want to buy you all a drink. Um, the bartender here has got a special uh, scotch that's like 30 years old or something like that. So it's a big deal, and he wants to do it to kind of make it up to them a little bit. Is what he what he comes off as, but I think he's trying to figure something out. He's something's wrong with this, you know. Um, but and when they he, probably should have said, "Well, we had our drink. Yeah, we played a game. We're gonna leave." He calls out, "Give everybody a glass," and then Hammerschmark's like, "No, I want champagne." And the other guys, and then Dieter's like, "I don't drink scotch. It fucks me up." Yeah, why would he suggest it if yeah, he's not gonna drink any? It says, "Well, we need five glasses," and then Hickok says, "No, we need." Try Glazer. Yeah, but he holds up. Germans apparently do the uh, German three thumb and the first two fingers, thumb, pointer, pointer, middle, middle, and then he does uh, the American ring, middle, or whatever index, index. Yeah, <laughs> which I did not understand why this started a fight. Ring because he ring, was already suspicious. Middle index. Yeah, or pointer. This is your index. We don't hold up the thumb. Yeah. But they do. Which is just looks weird. It looks like alien fingers. Well, I, I do this. No, you don't. No, I don't. I do this. <laughs> no, I, I, you don't. I, I, people do do that. No, I, I do this. Do that. But not normally instead of for an three. Okay that's like an okay. No, people do this for three. Really? I do, I yes. do. Yeah, a lot of wrestlers do it. No, I do this for three, and it's because of Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. It was like 85 Macho or something. Man, he did it like a one, two, Flair, three. So he did like this. a three like that, and I was like, might, all right. I think it might be some kind of a southern thing, but all like all, a lot of the wrestlers of the old school do that. I saw Macho Man do it in the 80s, even, and I was like, that's why Spider-Man. I will go, I got you for three minutes. He does it like that. And... And it's like with the, because okay is like with your palm facing out, but this three is with your palm facing in. Yeah. Oh. I figured one of those is like, if you do the two fingers with palm facing out, it's peace. If you do it the other way, it's fuck you. And people don't know that. So I like to give the, the two fingers backwards. I'm like, hey man, what's up? I don't know. Somebody Slightly said, saying fuck you. Somebody said the peace sign is racist now. so I don't. How is the peace sign racist? Whatever. Sorry, it's white power. No, it's not. Since when? Since like three years ago or something. Oh my god. Diedrich well catches Trump things. It's one of those I just Trump don't things. do hand signals in pictures. <laughs> Gang signs. You never know. know what you're actually doing. But Diedrich catches on to this and uh, the ruse is over. He explains that now he's holding a gun at Hickox's t- testicles. 
Nick Hawk says, well, that's coincidence because I've been holding one of yours since you sat down. And, and then, then Hugo, Hugo Stiglitz, <laughs> like, over-exaggerates. Like, he pulls it and fucking slams him in the nuts. And, he's, and he puts he's it like, in like, I'm, this, a like <laughs> I'm a real Frederick Zola. I'm a real Frederick He says, well, um, this is what we're going to do. We're all going to walk out to the alley. And no, 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 he says, no, no, no. He goes, no one's leaving this bar. And at the very least, you and I are not leaving this bar. Um, even poor Wilhelm, apparently his son, Maximilian, is going to have to grow up without a father. He's like, everybody Sad in face. this place is about to die. Yeah. He's like, we're all going to go. We're all rapping at the door. If you kill me, you have to kill basement. everybody else. You don't find a fucking basement. So, Hickox knows it's over, so he switches to English, and he says, if this is the end, old chap, you won't mind if I go out speaking to kings. And then he goes, by all So means, there's a special catch. rung of hell who, who wastes good scotch. Yep. And so he does his shot, and he goes, damn fine drink, sir, or something like that. And this is why stuff. Tony brought scotch. Yeah. But he's not drinking it. <laughs> <I'm> talking. <laughs> um, he goes, well, if that's, he goes, if about this pickle we find ourselves in, there's only one thing left to do. Stiglitz. Stiglitz says, Say I'll beat Nazi balls. <laughs> and blasts his fucking dick And he dick fucking off. shoots him. So he shoots him, and that causes the major hellstorm to shoot Hillcox. And then yep. Hillcox shoots him. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, what the fuck? Everybody well, he, just starts shooting. He also shoots, uh, Hellstorm shoots um, Hammerschmack in the leg. If you watch, you can see him all. He like shoots her accidentally, I assume, and then shoots the fuck out of fucking Hillcox. And all of a sudden, everybody's just shooting everybody. Dogs but and cats. That sucks, man. You get, you're getting all shot right here. Mm-hmm. You're not dying like instantly. No, you. Actually, no, if you get hit in the leg, you, you could live for a long enough to Ugh. wander around your house. Call nine one one. Call your friend. Go to your neighbor's <laughs> house. Borrow a hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Son of a bee. You're not coming over Friday now. <laughs> So the place erupts in gunfire. Everyone shoots. Look how happy she is right now. I know, she thinks it's so. It's like the best joke she's ever made. Look at her. She's oh, so she's funny. looking at herself so in the mirror, funny. laughing right now. Enjoying it. You're so, so vain. It was a very good joke. <laughs> but it was. Everyone shoots everybody, um, and then Stiglitz stands up and starts ramming his knife repeatedly into the back of Dieter's head, which is awesome. But Wilhelm shoots everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in the back. He shoots the, the waitress. He shoots, like, one of the other German soldiers. He shoots everybody. He sits and he does sprays not give the area. Yeah. And then he's left behind the bar holding a machine gun. Everyone else is pretty much dead, as far as we know. And then the upstairs door opens up, and it's Aldo. He tries to talk Wilhelm down. Everybody alive? And, uh... Hammer's Mark's like, I'm alive! Yeah. Aldo says, well, he just wants to get her out and leave. Anybody else on our side? Just no. <laughs> um, he says, if you let her out, then you can go. You go. We'll go our separate ways. You go your separate ways. And Wilhelm get, uh, Maximilian gets to grow up playing with his dad. You got to have trust now, Willie. He says, you okay. know guns, you know guns. He <laughs> says, he says, it's a Mexican standoff. He goes, there's no Mexican standoff. You have to have guns on me. And he goes, no, you got machine guns on us, but we got grenades up there. We dropped the grenades, you're dead. It's Mexican dead. standoff. <laughs> you shoot us, we die. We throw them grenades, you die. That's yeah. a Mexican standoff. You can see Wilhelm is, is upset. He doesn't know what to do, but at the end, he's like, fuck it. Okay, he goes, all right, I'm going to trust you out, though. And he puts the machine gun down. And as soon as he does... Get that traitorous bitch Bridget out of here. Bridget Long Hammer Squad She fucking shoots the shit out of him. fuck out of him. Like, all right. So Aldo and the bas- or Aldo and the bastards take Hammerschmark to a vet after hours. Doggy doctor. Love his jammies, by the way. 
and Aldo isn't convinced she didn't betray them. So he interrogates her and pushes his finger into her bullet wound. She uh, screams and explains the whole bit about Wilhelm. You want to tell me why all my friends died in a fucking basement? Yeah, and how Hillcox held up the wrong finger and blew the cover. This is the German three. Yeah. Elaine didn't understand that until this time right now. Mm-hmm. She never knew. Because I never really paid attention to him interrogating her because the last time I saw this part, I saw him put his finger in her bullet hole and I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> Walked well, out of the room. Yeah, but you would have known that from the first time. Fly Glazer. Don't ever fuck that up. So Aldo um, interrogates her. I'm only bit. using the German three from now on, just in case. Or the rest of three. Yeah. The Horseman three. Mm. Oh no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't three because. That's a four. No, I know. It's a tree. Macho Man wasn't. Trio. Was um, so Aldo keeps interrogating her. He wants to see if basically this mission is salvageable at all because it's very important. And Hammerschmark says, "Well, actually, you don't understand how important it is because Hitler's going to be at this movie theater." And he's like, holy shit. And, and Garble, and Gar- what do you keep calling him? Gerbils. 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 It's, his name and is Himmler Gerbils. and uh, the other fucking guy. You had to, to get all four to end a war. So she's like, well, look, they were going to we're gonna throw on suits and be German film crew, actor, stuntman, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, we can do that. We can, be, we can all pretend to be Italian. And she's like, well, I know it's a stupid question because you're all American, but is there any other languages you speak? And, she's like, and that's when he's like, yeah, I speak a little Italian. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. like, no, that could work. Germans don't can't speak Italian at all. Italian. Yeah. Well, they just don't have an ear for Italian accent. Right. And then, uh, was it Donnie? What's the guy's name? Donowitz? No, the other guy who doesn't speak any German, any Italian. Oh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> he's like, oh, what? Dominica DiCaco is what his <laughs> favorite name is. He's like, I don't speak Italian. He goes, <laughs> says, that's okay. You sit there and be quiet. As a matter of fact, why don't you start practicing right I now? I said third best. Then we cut to Hans. No, uh, P-F-C, Omar, Omer. U-L-M-E-R. Omer. Omar, Omer. Speak Italian. name. Like I said, third, third best. best. Just keep Just your fucking mouth. Fuck. No, like I said, third best. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. In fact, why don't you start practicing right now? Exactly. Perfect. Did you get the new description? <laughs> So Hans, L- Hans Lander investigates the bar. It's covered in blood and bodies, but he finds a designer pump and Wilhelm's autograph by Hammerschmark. You think she would have... She is a terrible so spy, has, but you think they would have cleaned the scene a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. So he has a better idea of what's happened now. He also sees... Uh, what's uh, his name? Stieglitz. Stieglitz, and he says, Oh, we've got a promotion. Yeah, he, he knows what all the... Bastards and everyone looks like in most of their backstories. Fuck a duck. <laughs> Chapter five: The Revenge of the Giant Face. So Shana is waiting around upstairs at her theater for Nazi Night, the big premiere. Uh, David Bowie is uh, playing in the back in, in the Cat people with gasoline. She finishes her makeup. and I never those, hear that stuff. I'm like, you sound like an idiot. I should stop doing that. Those are pistol. <laughs> when you do terrible impressions? Yes. <laughs> but I like your terrible impressions. I don't think you really do. I do. I I'm love reading along with Tony here. I'm in I don't know, man. I, I was listening. I've been listening to back episodes, and some of your fucking impressions make me fucking laugh my ass off. Oh, good. So I, I'm not great. Your at Joker it. ones were really good when you kept doing fucking what's his name's Joker uh, uh, all the time. Uh, yeah, with the hand. I mean, you don't get to see it, but he I'm, always does the hand. Yeah, it's pretty fucking. Funny. My Bane's pretty good too. I have a pretty good Bane. I've heard that. Your Bane. Your yeah. Venom's not bad. <laughs> You're it. 
I'm not allowed to no. do that anymore. No, he's not allowed to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that when I have to sleep on the couch. But uh, Shoshana and Marcel... So you, wait a minute, so a lot of Tom Hardy stuff I could do. A you of think message. I look like him? Yeah. You are... You should be a great Tom Hardy impersonator, babe. If you ever decide to give up the jazz triangle. <laughs> you or got a career you both. You got as... Time. I mean, next time, he, if he does Legend Part 2, I could play his brother. There you go. Okay. Uh-huh. Shoshana and Marcel record a message... And then they splice it into the existing film, Nation's Pride, and it's ready to go. The lobby gets filmed, filled up with uh, German soldiers, including Hitler's, Hitler's top three men. Um, you can watch that, Nation's Pride. It's a special feature. Yeah. The whole movie? And uh, yeah, <laughs> what's his name directed it, or filmed it? Uh, Robert Rodriguez. Donovitz. Donnie Donovitz? Yeah. Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Okay. Made that film. Made the short film Nation's Pride, the movie with the documentary series. <laughs> Fuck a duck. <laughs> Hans is there, of course. Hans Landa. And spots Hammer Smark and her escorts. He asks about the cast. She says she got it mountain climbing. He breaks and down. Like, he starts laughing and running away. Car accident. He breaks down. I and tripped laughter. walking in my heels. Like, what? Why did they really go with mountain climbing? <laughs> mountain climbing? That's there, how you entered your life? Because she's mountain an actor and it's a funny story. Yeah, but nobody was really going to buy it. Maybe they would have. Um, Forgive me, Fraulein. I don't mean to laugh at your misfortune. It's just mountain climbing. I'm curious, Fraulein. What could have ever compelled you to undertake such a foolhardy endeavor? <laughs> I don't have the script right in front of me. No, no. <laughs> then he wants to meet her friends. Enzo Golami... I'm sorry, how do you say that? Gorlami. Gorlami. He's a famous Italian stuntman. Buongiorno. Antonio Magaretti. Magaretti. He's a cameraman. And his assistant. Say it for me once, Dominic DeCocco. I'm sorry. So he plays around with them and makes them repeat their names and their terrible Italian constantly. Because he knows who they are. I like it when he says it one more time, but let me really hit the music in. (laughs) Gorlami. So Shauna walks past and sees Zoller, so she kind of dips into a doorway. Takako and Margarita. Takako. You're the worst Italian ever, dude. Come on. Checks, check their seats. Um, and each has like 12 sticks of dynamite strapped to their legs. It must be hard to walk. <laughs> yeah. So Shauna explains that the big sniper battle happens in mid-third reel, and that's when everything will go down. Hans asks to speak to Hammerschmark in, a, in private. He produces, uh, she goes, he produces the missing shoe, and so she's caught. Because there has to be a scene with feet. Yes. Because he's a foot fetish guy. Hans strangles her to death with his bare hands. Like, he goes fucking crazy. Yeah. And we don't know why. Because... Because she's a traitorous hag. But so is he. Not yet. <laughs> no, he has to kill her because no, he can't. No, he has to kill her, but does he have to strangle her with his bare hand? Well, because that's a, usually a very personal thing. But he's a terrible person. But he has to kill her because if he doesn't kill her, he then she's credit. She, for, yeah, he can't take credit for everything yeah. because well, she. And I get that. Just strangling someone with it with your bare hands is is. Uh, what's the American expression? Because it's quiet. More emotion than well, he can't like, shoot her. It's quiet if you strangle someone, though. Not really. Usually they fight back. And, and maybe he... Well, he is a Nazi. <laughs> An SS. There is that. He's a terrible, terrible person. And even though he claims it's nothing personal, he went around for the last five years or so murdering Jews. He's not a good person. Does it matter? 
he seems civilized, but he's not. He's a monster. In the beginning, he when he's talking to the farmer, he's like Pierre. My the Perrier. I like my nickname, the Jew Hunter. And then later, he's like, I mean, it's just a name that stuck. So he makes a phone call. Your enemies bestow on you. And uh, Aldo the Apache and the little man. They snatch up Gorlami. Gorlami. They throw a bag. How do you say it? Gorlami. God, it just never it gets stuck in your brain. It's like herpes. Gorlami. You can't, no matter what you can't do, you can't scratch it out. It's just in there forever. You'll be doing nothing, and all of a sudden, you'll just go out loud, Gorlami. <laughs> so they throw, it's just there forever. They throw a black bag on his head and take him away in a truck. They give hands his uh, TNT. See, you know, I was looking for what he says here. Who's that? Um, Albo, but it doesn't say anything. What, when he's in the truck? Yeah, that's not when a... When they sh- put the bag over his head. That's the original script. That's not a shooting script, so some of it's going to... Uh, I bet he was ad-libbed. Yeah, or maybe. <laughs> and then he did say that... a pecker sucker at one point. Oh, yeah. He did say that Brad did a lot of things that he never planned, but that he liked a lot. Like, some of the, some of the accent and stuff, like... And the things that he says is he's being dragged away with a bag over his head. Yeah. He probably ad-libbed a bitch, a bitch, a bunch of that. Yeah. Aldo headbutts hounds in the face, and um, they seem to have also caught Udovich, BJ Novak. Oh, that you you skipped that he, they gave him the dynamite, and he went and he whispered in Gerbil's ear, and he put it <laughs> under the seat yeah, so that it's between him and Hitler. Yeah. Or uh, Gerbils. Yeah, Gerbils and Hitler with. Yeah. <laughs> I said it that way on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hans explains he doesn't give a shit about the Third Reich. He's a detective. Um, and a, the Jew hunter is a stupid. He goes, uh, you don't get to control the names that they give you. Just like they don't, you don't control that they call you little man. This little man? He says, yeah. He goes, I, I, you're a lot bigger than I thought you were going to be. You're not circus midget like your name would suggest. Um, and he goes, what happened to Hammersmark? And she goes, well, she got what she deserved. Mm-hmm. Aldo wants to know what how Hans knows all their all their names and everything, and he gets offended. He's like, I've interrogated everyone you've ever let free, and I know everything about all of you, and apparently we don't have the same mutual respect. I guess not. <laughs> Hans explains that his two Italian paisanos are still in the theater and ready to go. Aldo says, that's a bunch of bullshit. He says, no, it's true. As long as I don't use this phone to call in and alert anybody, the bombs will blow up, drop Hitler, Goebbels, Goring, and Himmler, and that's it. The war will end. But Aldo still doesn't believe him. Hans says, look, um, the war will end, and he would rather not find... If the, when the war does end, because the Germans are losing at this point, he says he would rather not find himself in front of a Jewish tribunal waiting to be hanged. So he wants to let the assassination, assassination happen, and then he gets... Credit. You know, credit, and he doesn't have to deal with any of that. <laughs> he was an OSS agent the entire time. Anything he did for the SS was under, uh, just to give the good faith. Um, in the theater, Zoller's watching with Hitler and Goebbels. And, uh, hey, you got it finally. He's having trouble, he's having trouble watching the recreation go, fella. of all the uh, sniping. <laughs> so he has to leave. Uh, Donowitz finds out where Hitler is seated. And then the balcony area, and he sets up a way so he can personally kill him. Uh, Marcel locks all the theater doors and puts uh, some kind of crowbars in the locks so they can't get out. Because it's a double door thing. Then he moves into position to set the nitrate films on fire. Hans is talking to the commanding officer, Harvey Keitel, 
and setting up all the terms for his surrender. And they're they pretty, pretty Harvey, sweet deal. Do you think Harvey Keitel did this over the phone? Probably. <laughs> in his bathroom? He yeah. might have, like, Tarantino called and was like, hey, or I in his basement? Movie you couldn't be in. Because um, Harvey Keitel should have been in this, you think? Probably, yeah. But he's like, yeah, I can't be in it. All right, well, you'll do this. It's like Sam Jackson, who's like, in it. He's like, hey, uh, I have a role for you. He's like, I can't be in it. He goes, all right, well, fuck it. We'll do a voiceover. <laughs> so Aldo is to drive with Hans and a friend of his uh, in handcuffs across to the across enemy lines, and then Hans, and then he'll be accept his surrender, and then escort him to the commander. Shoshana sets up the third reel, but Zoller has left the film. Like I said, the theater, and uh, knocks on the door. Knocks on the door to see her. She tries to blow him off, but he forces himself in. No, he says, I want to talk to the owner. This film is terrible. Yeah, this actor stinks. I want my money back. Um, he forces himself in, so she plays nice and says, look, lock the door. And, you know, maybe, you know, leads that maybe they'll mess around. Like, he's, she's like, please go away. I don't like you. So then he gets really mad and is forceful. And then she's like, all right, lock the door. So to make it look like, well, this forceful you I'm kind of into. Let's get a little something, something, lock the door. Something, something? Yes, that's what it is. Like, she turns it around oh, like she's attracted the, to the, the hibbity-dibbity. Hibbity yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead... Instead, he's standing there with his tallywhacker in his hand. She fucking shoots him. Shoots him in the back three times. He drops like a sack of wet potatoes. Does it matter if they're wet? Mm. Matters to the potatoes. <laughs> Does it? Do potatoes have feelings? Yeah. I know they got eyes. I mean, they're not taking that drug. All right, so Prosium? she she <laughs> so she looks at him, and even though he's a German soldier, he was somewhat kind to her. She can you can tell she kind of feels bad that he's fucking dying. He's coughing and dying, so she rolls him over to kind of look at him, and he has a gun ready, and he blows he her away, shoots her, like four times. Well, she deserved it. She shot him in the back. <laughs> Dick move, Banner, I mean, in the back. <laughs> um, Donowitz charges Hitler's guards. It's from uh, um, yes, I Avengers. Know. I know. In the back, dick move, Banner. <laughs> they kill him and burst into the balcony and just blast Hitler, Gerbils, and uh, Dude, the girl. Do you see the, the look on the bare Jew's face as he so is happy. obliterating Hitler's oh, yeah. face? <laughs> like, when I first saw this, I was like, holy shit, they just killed Hitler! Because <laughs> you don't expect that in a movie yeah. about fucking... You expect, like, Valkyrie, where it, it fails. Yeah, know? and they get away. Because yeah. you just expect that to yeah. be the thing. Because that's not how Hitler died. Hitler committed suicide, but it's... One of those things. But not in this world. No. This world, this motherfucker went. So, so Shauna's message appears on the movie screen. She tells them that they will all die because of this Jew. I want you to look at the face of the Jew who will kill you. Yep. She laughs and an inferno swallows the room. It's a really evil laugh. What the fuck? So you imagine that when she shot that film, they're like, ha, 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 ha. Art cut. Marcel's like, wow. <laughs> I sleep with that. So Donna, it's... Yeah, yeah, they shoot everybody. No, no. The hot, crazy scale. She sleeps. He stays awake just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Covers his throat. Um, yeah, but then after they shoot the uh, everyone in the balcony, they go over the they aim over the edge and just start, start shooting random people in, in the no, no Nazis. They're well, Nazis. They're shooting random Nazis. The, There's a difference in the uh, theater. Um, then Donowitz comes back and just starts shooting they're Hitler's casually, dead body in the face. casually reloading, like... But then the dynamite goes up, boom, 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 and blows the whole fucking theater up. And so it's, really weird cause it. it's really weird because there's an older lady, which means I guess he had the kid before he went over. Yeah. 
But uh, there's an uh, there's like a lady just walking by the theater, and she just goes up with it. So fuck her, I guess. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully she was a Nazi or something. The next time you watch it, um, yeah, but Donnie didn't make it, so Lee was. I think in the murder of, murdering of Hitler, yeah. collateral damage is acceptable. Yeah. Unfortunately, so we unfortunately, see, you know, we see the truck drive out of enemy territory with Hans and his friend Herman driving. They uncuff him, uh, then return their weapons. Aldo wants his knife back. Uh, they cuff Hans behind his back and then shoot Herman. And scalp him. I made a deal with your general for that man's life. Hans says, you'll yeah, be shot for this. <laughs> you'll get shot for this. Nah. <laughs> I've chewed out. I've been chewed out before. Then he gives it, uh, he gives him the Nazi uniform speech about, you know, how someday you're going to... I heard about that sweet deal you gave. In Nantucket Island. Island. In the war tonight, I'd make, make that, that deal. deal. Damn good deal. You're going to take that uniform off, aren't you? He doesn't say anything because he knows what's coming. We're going to give you something you can't take off. And then you watch him. And you actually see him carving into yeah. Yeah. Christoph Waltz's forehead, which I'm pretty sure they faked this. No. Yeah. I think it really happened. No, <laughs> well, he doesn't have that now. So. Yeah, no, he covers it up with makeup. He says, you know sure. what? Uh, you know what, Udovich? What is his name, Udovich? Yeah, Udovich. Udovich. <laughs> it's not my, my masterpiece. And that's the end. Yay. And... And I got... Ben, Will, and Vic's input on this. Wow! Because <laughs> okay. they, they all heard I was All right, well, let's do that first. Okay. Ben, he said his favorite character is Hans Lander. His least favorite character was Soshana, was Shoshana because mm-hmm. she took away from Aldo's parts. Mm-hmm. And that's unforgettable. Because <laughs> she was in it. So. Yeah. His favorite scene was the basement with Fassbender. Apparently mm-hmm. there's a trend here with Fassbender. Traglaza? His... his uh, Mm-hmm. Can't read your own handwriting. Line right? object. Oh, oh, um, yeah. His favorite line is the, uh, you know, I'm gonna get chewed out. Okay. His favorite tertiary object is the fair Jew bat. Damn it! <laughs> he stole my item. Uh, Will's. No one's gonna have the same favorite tertiary object as me. Will's favorite character is uh, Aldo. Mm-hmm. His least favorite character is Zoller. Mm-hmm. His favorite scene is when he cuts Hans Lander's forehead. All right, favorite, you sicko. His favorite line is the Nazi uniform line, and his favorite tertiary object is Aldo's big ass knife. Okay. Vic's favorite character is Aldo. His least favorite character was uh, Fennec, Michael Myers. What mm-hmm. the fuck is he doing? Mm-hmm. His favorite scene is also the basement. His favorite line, bravery. Mm-hmm. And his favorite tertiary object is Hugo's knife. Uh, ben gave it a yay plus. Vic gave it a high yay, and Will gave it a yay. What about you, Carly? Go! All right, well. My favorite character is Ben's least favorite character, Shoshana. Hmm. <laughs> Shoshana. Yes, but for different reasons. Yes. I like her. I like how she got away and built a life for herself, and when she had a chance, she took her revenge. <laughs> she took everyone's revenge. <laughs> she did and a she solid. She ended the war. <laughs> she did a solid for all of humanity. Um. My least favorite character was Zoller. My favorite scene, I wrote chapter two, where we learn about the bastards <laughs> in the woods. Um, my favorite line is, you'll be shot for this. Nah, more like chewed out. I've been chewed out before. Same as uh, Ben, I think. And my favorite tertiary object are the dresses that Shoshana and v- Bridget Von Hammersmark wore to the premiere. I really liked it. Okay. <laughs> and I will give the CA. 
It's one of uh, it's one of Tony's favorite movies that I don't mind watching. Blaine. Uh, oh, my favorite character is a tie between Sergeant Hugo Stieglitz <laughs> and Bridget von Hammersmark. Oh. Because I like that they're Germans who are fighting for the Allies against the Nazis. I appreciate that, that they stood up for what was right. Uh, My least favorite character is Major Hellstrom, because that dude's a (laughs) douchebag. These people are just trying to have a drink. Fuck off. He got everyone murdered. When Bridget Von Hammerspark tries to talk to him, and you're like, he won't even look at her. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I even watched him in in the scenes. He does, first, he almost never blinks. But she's talking to him. He doesn't. He's fucking clocking Aldo the whole or um, Hickox the whole okay. time. He's like, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Fuck this dude. My favorite scene is the scene in the basement bar. Uh, my favorite line. I'm gonna go with my second favorite because my favorite was about the Ben shootout. But I'll go with my second favorite, which is I don't speak Italian. Like I said, third best. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. In fact, why don't you start practicing right now? I appreciate the accent, man. Yeah. That's how he says it. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we do our version. Man, yeah, more like chewed out. I've been chewed out before. <laughs> um, and my favorite tertiary object is the French interpreter's, uh, that Goebbels is fucking, mm-hmm. her hat. <laughs> so because it looks like, like it's a hat. <laughs> it's definitely the hat. Because it, look, it looks like a leopard's head, but not like an actual leopard. Like someone had a stuffed animal of a leopard, and they made a hat out of that because it looks like a cartoon leopard's head it's very funny um this is my thoughts on this movie there is way too much shoshana okay her parts are very boring i don't want to see all her theater i just i don't care about her movie i don't i don't like her and i wish it had way more of the bastards nazi hunting that's what i want to see i don't want to see this she agrees with ben I do. I agree with that. But it's also a little weird to be redundant that she was going to blow up Hitler and they're going to blow up Hitler. Like, well, everybody wanted him uh, and scrape. Yeah, I know, but it's just weird to. Yeah, well, they didn't know that each other was trying to kill Hitler. Yeah, yeah. If they'd have worked together and they'd been fun. Yeah. It was um, parallel plots. Yeah. Never the two shall meet. They're traveling parallel plots. Um, I don't like Quentin Tarantino. I get that. I don't like him as a writer. I don't find his movies enjoyable. I think it's. It's kind of like, um, oh, what is his name? Uh, that shot comic I hate. Along Little Miss Muffet. What's his name? Oh, uh, Andrew Dice Clay? Yes, it's kind of like Andrew Dice Clay. Also Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. He's really uh, but, pretends to be Italian. But, yeah, he, he does. He does Travolta. Yeah. I don't think he's trying to be Italian, he's trying to be Travolta. Well. Either way. Um, he, but it's like, he's trying, he's pushing some kind of boundary that doesn't need pushed, it doesn't make his movies more funny. It doesn't make them more interesting. It just makes them icky. Okay. If he toned it down, his movies would be a lot better. This is a good movie. And and like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's also a good movie. I'm going to give this movie a yay because it's a good movie. But I just wish... She'd stop putting out fire with gasoline. I just wish he would tone it back a little bit. Because I think these last two movies are more toned down. He's not the same filmmaker he was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's grown as a person, maybe? I don't know. I don't think so, but... Because I think he's just trash. Well, he's very... Well, he's Tarantino now. Before, he was just some guy making movies. Now I don't trash. know. I think he's a trash he person. He's very Tarantino shirt. I think he's a trash person. But this is a... We got that. ...better movie. I'll let him know. It's, it's an interesting life. story. I just... John? I... Hey, hey, I finally get to go. After six people. I have nothing I know, left to right? say. Got right. nothing? 
Okay, uh, my favorite character. Aldo Rain. It's gonna be ten Aldo Rain. Mm. <laughs> um, my least favorite character is Hitler. I can't believe nobody else picked <laughs> fucking Hitler. He's barely a tertiary object. In the uh, movie. He's got a lot of lines in this, and he's in every other scene. It's fucking Hitler. How can you not like... You have a chance that... What's your favorite, least favorite character? Fucking Hitler! Because fuck that guy. No explanation needed. Hope he gets shot in the face. A lot. By a bear Jew. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, my favorite scene is uh, actually also where my favorite line is. So we're going to put them together. Um, Donnie. We got a Nazi out here who wants to die for country. Oblige him. <laughs> and then Donnie comes out. And he Did you get that for killing Jews? Bravery. It hits and bashes his brains out with a Is fucking baseball bat. Is oblige him your favorite line? Oblige him, yeah. Not bravery? Just no. checking. Making sure we didn't cross favorite line. No, just oblige him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, my favorite tertiary object? What's the bat? Mm. Now I'm going to go with... Von Hammerschmidt was cast that they cast into a high heel. <laughs> it's a weird choice. The strudel. The strudel. It's a clen. Because every time I see that part, I'm like, I want a fucking strudel. I know, right? <laughs> but I, I like don't want it with milk. I want coffee. Yeah, yeah. Espresso, at least. Not milk. I like milk. Not with my strudel. Oh, I like ar- it with cookies. There's already creme, so you don't need more dairy. Yeah, but milk tastes different than cream. There's but no there's sugar There's a lot of dairy all at once. Just take a lactate. <laughs> All right. And I will give it uh, the highest of yays. I love this movie. Highest of yays. So like a really high-pitched yay? Yeah. Yay! Yes. There's many, many movies I've given the highest of yays to, but this is going to be one of them. Like Terminator 2 got the highest of yays. This movie had more yays than any other movie we've done before. Well, it's got like 17 yays. It has seven. <laughs> so far. Oh, did you give Tony? No, I already gave Tony's. You just assume that his birthday... Yes, I assume he yayed it. Because if he nays this and he made me watch another Tarantino movie, I'll be pissed You're going to go out on a limb and say, Tony, you like this fucking birthday pick. All right. Tony would be the kind of guy to pick some shit, though. Look, man, he has been waffling over this pick. He can't decide, well, I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do this, or I want to do this, but I don't know. Maybe I should do this. We were going to do Avengers. That was a long movie. That would have been rough. He just wishy waffling waffling all over the place. Just because I let her blow up one time. The button part is hard. It is hard. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so my favorite character is Hitler. My least favorite character... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My favorite character is Hans. My least favorite character is Wilhelm because he shot everyone that lived in the bar afterwards with a machine gun. favorite character is Hans? Hans Landa? But Batman? Yeah. Tony terrible. just loves that character. Really? He's a douche canoe. He's an amazing detective. It's good when All he right, does. fine. He's fucking the Sherlock Holmes of the Nazi party. He's still a douche canoe. Mm. He's the Jew. Well, I mean, hunter. Sherlock Holmes kind of a douche canoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched Sherlock? He's a nice one too. Yeah. Favorite, favorite scene's the bar. My favorite line is Hans says, "I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity." <sighs> My favorite tertiary object was Hugo's knife, but fucking Will, fucking Vic took it. So my favorite Trisha object is going to be the Vets pajamas. I didn't even notice the Vets pajamas. Next What's time this? you watch them, they're, they're the Eben- Ebenezer good. Scrooge ones. Oh, like really? That. With like a, a long hat. hat. Oh. <laughs> it's really funny. I didn't even notice. It's really funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, what the hell? I'll go ahead and highest of yays ever. Okay. Hi- ever. Ever. That's uh, up there. Probably, probably super my, yay. Probably my top ten favorite movies. Hey, Carly. All right, well. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. 
You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to all of our old episodes. And I forgot it was my turn next time. <laughs> Did you pick a movie? No, I do have a movie picked out, but I just remembered she that She just I looked next. like, oh shit, I'm next. <laughs> next week. Oh, on the podcast. Is Carly's pick. pick. We're going to do 2020's The Way Back. I haven't even heard of that. With Ben Affleck. Oh, fucking Batflack. <laughs> that could be good. What I like it. About? It's a basketball movie. He's the basketball coach. Oh, I saw that. Did you? Well, no, I've seen the movie, but I saw like a preview. <laughs> no, I saw like a preview for it. I, I think he sounded me. He sounded angry. <laughs> I know. That was gonna be a twist. I'm like, I've only heard good things. What do you mean? Oh, that doesn't mean anything. I, I everything I've heard about it though is that it's one of those movies that came out in the pandemic and nobody. It just somebody was a blip that nobody knows about. Here's a funny thing. Somebody on the internet yesterday was complaining about what. Can we stop getting trailers that give away the whole movie? And I almost commented, you know, you don't have to watch the trailer. <laughs> Nobody's making you. Tony sometimes makes wow. me. Wow, this movie's not available anywhere. I, I have the, I have it. So Tony might be able to send you a code. Okay. Carly owns it. Owns a bat plane. Bat so movie. It's a good song. Look, I knew yeah. I was going to pick it. And I knew it was going to take me a few days to do my notes. And I, I could pay to rent it twice or I could buy it on Blu-ray for nine bucks. So I did. <laughs> That's what I came into. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, good. Oh, well, <laughs> but as long as you have it, 